Every morning when I wake, I remember that Ned is gone. I have no skill with swords, but that does not mean that I do not dream of riding to King's Landing and wrapping my hands around Cersei Lannister's white throat and squeezing until her face turns black. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, is my brother, Zach. What up? Dog? That's all you got? That's all I got. Wow, okay. So, yes, we are full spoiler. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. If this is your first time and you have not read the books, you probably should do so because we talk about them in their entirety. A lot of people die. A lot of people die. That'll be ruined for you. Anyway, (laughs) last episode, we read Aria 8. Aria. Is that you? Nothing? Yeah, I'm just doing one word. Great. Yeah. All right. So Aria, last we saw her in there in Harrenhal. Harrenhal. She was giving her second name, having Jack and Hagar take out Weiss because he was just kicking the shit out of her. And she didn't, she did not approve. We were seeing Tywin Lannister gathering his forces and marching with all of, uh, who was it? Adam Marbrand left first, we saw. And then Tywin, along with the Hound and some of his guys. And so that left Jack and Hagar, who was with the Bloody Mummers, who are also staying behind with Amory Lorch as well and his men. Yeah? Yeah. How am I doing so far? Pretty on point. Got it. Wonderful. Arya did kick herself over not choosing Tywin or someone more on her list, someone who could actually affect the war, but too little too late at that point. And, yeah, her last chapter had ended with Whis uh, being eaten by his beloved bitch that he liked to sick on people this episode we're gonna be reading catlin five and last we left catlin motherfucking renly got stabbed through the guzzet through the chest gullet no the gullet wasn't it through the throat Mm, probably but uh well it did say is gorget and i always thought that was like a neck the neck piece so like Uh, but i don't know i'm probably picturing it wrong but renly got stabbed and killed and brianne and her fled after brianne fucked some motherfuckers up yeah they met up with their men and they took off and they yeah they diddy bopped and so cat is cat is in the midst of it and as we pick up this chapter we learn that they were two days from river run when a scout a scout a scout a scout a scout spied them uh, a scout spied them, and Catelyn had never been so glad in all her life to see the Twin Towers of House Frey on a sigil. And she asked immediately to be taken to the Blackfish and learns yep. that he went west with Rob. Yep. So he is not there. Martin Rivers has command of the Outriders in his absence. Yeah, so he's she's a, like, take me to him. Yeah, he's a bastard of Walder Frey's, but he's... uh. Apparently a pretty good dude. She yeah. was not at all surprised that Rob did leave because he was thinking about it before she was sent along to go and parlay with the Baratheon brothers. Yeah. So um, they set out immediately to go meet Merton, and the scout asks if she's come from Bitterbridge, and we learn that Kat did not go to Bitterbridge. She didn't dare to go to Bitterbridge because with Renly dead, she had no idea how she'd be received there, especially with the rumors. Was this a mistake? The, no. Absolutely. So? No, I don't think at all. With all the rumors flying around that Catelyn herself, yeah. she had Brienne with her. No, I don't think that's a mistake. I think Especially Kat with Littlefinger heading that way. 100% right to push forward and get to River Run. I don't think it was a mistake at all. Because, um, yeah, she was unsure of what 
reception she'd get right, from right. Runley's Queen. And so instead, she had rode through the heart of the war. Yeah. Through the bat- blackened and burned Riverlands, her so, home where she grew up. I think it's interesting also, though, that I never really thought about how much she traverses back and forth across these before she even is Lady Stonehearted. Because, mm-hmm. but... yeah, a lot of her travel is in between her chapters. Yeah. The only, which, I mean, makes sense. You you tell the story of the important, yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. bits. But... It's yeah. How she, familiar she, she is with the fucking lands. zigzags mm-hmm. all around. And yeah. so it's, it just makes sense that when she's Lady Stoneheart, how capable she is of just kind of being everywhere. I at feel once. like this chapter specifically, there's a lot of Stoneheart, Stoneheart foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She asks if her brother Edmure holds River Run, and he does. And Cat, this is when Cat also learns of Rob's great victory at Oxcross and how. Fucking everybody. And all her men start cheering and hooping and hollering at that. And she thinks tomorrow's trials concerned her more than yesterday's triumphs. Yeah, I wrote that down too. That's just, I mean, that's cat in a nutshell. It's always worrying about what's next. And so Martin Rivers had been charged with keeping an eye out for Catelyn's party. And was supposed to escort her back to River Run in as all soon haste. as possible. And Kat's immediately like, "Oh, why has my father gone?" And it's only because Tywin marches west with all his power. Yeah, everybody from Tywin from Harrenhal's heading this he way. He is three, maybe four days away from passing River Run. Yeah, and so they uh, they all gather up as she meets with Martin Rivers, and they have this discussion. And they're now fifty strong, and they set off for River Run again. And this is when Rivers tells them of more of Rob's victory at Ox Cross and says that a singer, Raymond the Rhymer, <laughs> has made a song of the fight and he calls it The Wolf in the Night. Fucking lame yeah, title. So can I just, I wanted to stop there for a second because I just think it's funny that Rob's got a song made after him yeah. in his battle. Theon used having a song put uh, made about you to get Dagmar Clefjaw to join up with mm. him. If Theon he, would have been there, yeah. Theon would be in the song. Yeah. Like, he would have been in that battle where this happened, and no, because I also, he's an idiot. I also like how much we get mention of singers in this chapter. Yeah. And Lysa's affiliation mm-hmm. for them, I think, is super interesting. And just how Cat, there always just seems to be singers, like Diddy bopping in and out of Cat's yeah. story, and it's super interesting. But she thinks that or they were saying that Rob was paying the Lannisters back for the destruction in the Riverlands yeah they Lord, were raiding Lords Karstark and Glover were raiding the coast Lady Mormont had captured thousands of cattle and were herding them toward uh River Run River Run mm-hmm. and Great John had seized the gold mines at Castamere Nuns Deep and Pendrick Hills and so, they make this w- the wonderful joke of the quickest way to get Tywin Lannister to march is hold his gold hostage yeah fuck with his gold you I don't know that I, which is weird because I just did a reread like a couple of years. It, I don't think it's been that many years, but I guess maybe it was like 2017, 16 yeah. that I last read it. But I didn't realize how much they fucking took in the West. Yeah. Like all the mines, all these towns. I mean, short of Casterly Rock. Yeah. yeah they, like, they took pretty much all of it. Sir uh, Perwin Frey asks how it was that Ro- and Sir Perwin is with Catelyn in Catelyn's party. He asks how it was that Rob took the tooth. Since it's hard and strong and commands the hill road, and they answer that he didn't yeah. take it. He slipped past, and this is where we get the explanation yeah. of Grey Wind finding the goat trails, and not a single fucking guard on the wall saw him as they just no. slipped right past under the castle. They said that Grey Wind led Rob. Yeah. 
do you think that Rob, like, Grey Wind was out exploring and Rob was green dreaming, like, having dreams? Or do you think, Rob, like, Grey Wind was just, like, that's ghost, a... how ghost led John to the cache of where well, that, That's a question with Rob and Grey Wind is how close, I mean, we don't really ever know yeah. with Rob. Why not? Oh, yeah, he gets his head cut off. All right. Just Jeez. saying, no, well, because, which we had pointed out to us, uh on the YouTube that we didn't even notice with the, the crow. Is that, where did that come up on the YouTube with the Rob head, the Stark? Yeah. Um, which chapter was that in? You're train wrecking. No, I just forget where we were talking about. I'm it pretty sure. In Aria? It. That would make sense. Oh yeah. Cause she was the, the guards that the archer, she was walking past had said, you know, he's more wolf than man. Yeah. And it completely went over our heads how ironic that is of a statement. It was pointed out by Stephanie, I believe, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just showed, pointed out to us, you know, he has his head fucking, the wolf's head stitched onto his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's kind of a reference there or a little bit of a foreshadow. And playing on that, Rivers continues saying that some are saying that Rob cut out Sir Stafford Lannister's heart and fed it to his wolf. And Cat kind of fucking scoffs yeah. and is like, I wouldn't believe such tales. My son is no savage. And uh, Great John has been heard to say that the old gods of the North were had sent those dire wolves yeah. to her children. Because regardless, Grey Wind is getting mad credit for this fucking yeah, victory. Yeah, he is, man. And he and, did it during uh, Whispering and Wood Whispering as well, Wood, yeah. well. So he's just got this reputation. And Kat remembers the day that the boys found the wolves, and she thinks they're not. Uh, no common wolves indeed. No, they no. fucking ain't. Uh, which I'm surprised that she doesn't think of the night Bran was attacked, where yeah, his, where, it, where it, Summer it, mm-hmm. fucking ripped the guy's throat out. Like it's interesting that it's the night they were yeah, found. She even thinks of specifically Jon Snow's wolf, the, yeah, the, the white red, one for red him. Eyes and... But that uh, that night, as they they set up camp, uh, they still haven't reached River Run. Brienne comes to her and asks her permission to leave. I've yeah. seen you safely through. You're now in the presence of your father and your son's men. Like. Give me leave to go pursue Stannis. Yeah, and Kat was kind of expecting it. It yeah. wasn't something she, you know, she knew that she had planned on it. And she's like, I don't, I don't know. That's such a good idea, yo. I mean, Kat throws the logic at her, where Brienne is blind with rage, and Kat's like, "There's guards, there's a fucking army around him. Like, what are you really gonna do?" Yeah, and she kind of tries to fight it off until she, she does see logic. You know, she's not yeah. stupid. She's because she at first, you know, well, I'm not scared of the guards, and everybody knows that Brienne could fuck up the guards. But that's not the point. It's it's a suicide mission is yeah. what she was after. Yeah, and Cat uh, during this, there's just some interesting points where Cat notes that there are walls around this one higher than Winterfell's. And um, also, she begins to tell her that Renly's death was no fault of yours. You served him valiantly. But when you seek to follow him into the earth, you serve no one. And Brienne starts kind of like an angsty child saying, you don't understand. Yeah, and... she says no one knows. And I actually wanted to read the quote just because the way she gets so intense. But Catelyn cuts her off and is like, you're wrong. Every morning when I wake, I remember that Ned is gone. I have no skill with swords, but that does not mean that I do not dream of riding to King's Landing and wrapping my hands around Cersei Lannister's white throat and squeezing until her face turns black. And then it says the beauty raised her eyes. And that was the only part of her that was truly beautiful. Yeah. I... First of all, Cat gets fucking intense there, and I love that. Yeah. 
But then I like the mention of Cersei's face turning black with like the and it's especially because of the Maggie the Frog uh, prophecy having these white hands wrapped around her throat, you know, until she's fucking choked out. LOL. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then I just think it's funny for anytime Catelyn calls Brienne the beauty and like it's just strange in the way that she she's so okay with knowing you're no you're an ugly fucking yo cat like cat's a bitch in this chapter yeah is a straight up bitch in this chapter and i think it's interesting i it actually makes me like her more because of how complex she is she is not a flawless character in any means the beauty here uh i also do think it's poignant though that she notes her eyes are because you know the eyes are the reflection of the soul yeah the window into the soul so that that's the only truly part beautiful part of brianne but yeah cat's cat's pretty savage especially coming up here in a bit they argue for a bit about kings and who's rightful or yeah. not. Brienne swears that Renly would have been a good king. Like, Stannis doesn't fucking deserve it. Who cares about who's rightful? Yeah, the Stannis, gods don't give a shit. Because yeah. Catelyn gives the, the little speech that she learned as a child that swords don't make kings, the gods make the kings. And Brienne is like, well, neither Stannis or Robert were ever the rightful heir. That guy fucking died on the trident, technically. You want to be fucking technical. Oh. Because she asked if uh, Kat was worried about what Stannis had said about Rob being an enemy as well, or being the next enemy after <laughs> Yeah, Cat's like, like, yeah, that's kind of disconcerting. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah. Um, Kat reminds her uh, that it's only Joffrey, Stannis, and Rob at this point. That you can you can back one of those three. And Rem- Renly's enemies are Rob's enemies yeah. as well. And Brienne says she doesn't know Rob. But I, I do know you, and you have a sort of, and I, I just like the line, the, a, a woman's courage. Not battle courage, perhaps, but a, a sort of woman's courage. And Brienne just kind of starts going through. Yeah, I, I don't really feel comfortable swearing myself to Rob, because I don't fucking know him. Yeah. But I do know you. And you Kat doesn't spoke know for why. me. You yeah. defended me. And so, again, I wrote down another quote from Kat, because, again, she just fucking killed it in this chapter. But she says, perhaps I did not want to be the only one who knew the dark truth of what had happened there. And that's something she thinks to herself. Yeah. But it's it's just interesting. Like, who, who could fucking blame her? Yeah, like, well, yeah. That's, it was an that absolutely a... insane look, thing to see. It's completely unbelievable. Nobody in their right mind would listen to that shit. So to have somebody, even if it's her. But the fact that she's justifying the reason she was... Being truthful and honest, yeah. like why, why no? You like, you just knew she didn't do it, and you tried to stop them because she was innocent. Like, but, and so the fact that she's justifying is, again, a strange thing. Yeah. That... So Brienne swears her sword. She goes through the whole vow, which the vow is dope. And Catelyn returns it. You'll always have a place at my table. Meet and mead. Yada yada yada. And it's just yeah, it's sweet. And so. They uh, end up fording the Red Fork the next day uh, and join a small stream, or not a small stream, a pretty large stream of small folk that are heading for River Run, and people start kind of chanting Stark and Tully and shit like that. And she passes two encampments along the way. All bannermen of River Run have seemingly returned, which last she left, they had all scattered to the fucking four winds to go defend their own lands. Yeah, because so so far she got escorted in across the ford by the Malisters, crossing when she was looking at the camps across, she saw the Pipers, the Dairies, and the Pages, and they had all left before, like, uh, I think you were getting ready to mention, when Edmure had sent them to defend their own lands, and now they're back, that could only mean that he intends to actually fucking 
go and get Tywin, fight yeah. Tywin. Yeah, Cat sees that uh, a bunch of Lannister body or a bunch of bodies are hung from the battlements by nooses, and said it's Lannisters, and she just fucking prays that Jamie's still alive. Like, yeah. for the love of yeah, because Hal Mullen makes a little joke about them, you know, and the the men there who are just arriving or laughing about it, like, oh, they say hopefully they saved us some and all sorts of shit, but. Cat and Brienne are not about it. Yeah, Brienne just kind of looks at him, doesn't even say anything. The portcullis is up as they ride up, and Edmure rides out to meet her, along with Sir Desmond Grell, the Castellan, Sir Ertherides Wayne, Wayne, which is the uh, Master at Arms, and Sir Robin Rygar. And he was. I the, thought he was the master. He at arms. might have been the master at arms. I didn't write their actual. I forget what Ertherides. You go on. I'll pull. All up of them are just... old men. Uh, who had spent their entire lives in her father's service, and then she just kind of notes that they are fucking old, too. And Admir had been worried about Cat, about his sister, with Tywin marching, and Cat asks him if there had been any word from Storm's End or from Bridderbridge yet. And there was nothing from Bitterbridge. So, Ethereides is the steward. The steward. Yeah, yeah, So, there was no word yet from Bitterbridge, but from Storm's End, they had received three ravens from Courtney Penrose, who is still holding the castle in Renly's name. Yo, you're a badass, Courtney Penrose. He offers alliance to any king that would break Stannis' siege, and he keeps repeating that he fears for the boy. And this is when Enmure asks Cat, I wonder what boy that would be. And, and Brienne's like, I know. Brienne's like, yo. Edric Storm. Edric Storm, bitch. And she tells him, Robert's bastard son. And he continues, Stannis has sworn to let them all go free, unharmed, provided they yield the castle within the fortnight and deliver the boy to him. But Penrose will not consent. And Cat thinks... He risks all for a base-born boy whose blood is not even his own. And I, man, um, talk about <laughs> Jon Snow. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of thoughts on the 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 GNC, the Great Northern Conspiracy, and a certain will left by Rob, and if that unbastardizes, legitimatizes. Makes John a Stark and yeah. Us I mean, know. we're full spoiler reread. Why are you pulling fucking teeth? I just like to throw out crazy words. Oh. You don't gotta judge me. God. <laughs> oh my just, god. I know. I'm in gonna... the fucking victim again. <laughs> um, I think it's just an interesting thing that she's. Granted, we've known since the start of Game of Thrones she fucking hates bastards. In so, general. do you think that's like the big hook of it all? Is that Cat is Stoneheart and is doing what she's doing to? Ensure the will is enacted, and that John that she is risking all for a baseborn boy whose blood is not even her own. Right? Is that right? Like, that's so. Like, yeah, Stoneheart, who you know, and that's what the theory that I like to think is that she's getting the will and trying to work her avenge, way up to yeah, yeah to get that information mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and so the fact that she's completely oblivious to how how could somebody for just a bastard put so much on the line? Well, then it also, I mean, Fagon. Like, yeah, it could yeah, be right. a Fagon uh, parallel as well with John Con. If yep, uh, yep. I mean, if it is a fake Aegon, because if it's not, then it kind of makes more sense. Yeah, but, that's a real... But um, Edmure has responded, as they have nothing to offer him, and Stannis is no enemy of ours, he says. And so they ask about Renly's death, and they kind of eye Brienne. They're like, yeah, they said some southern woman. Some are even saying, you, cat. Yeah, and she kind of skirts around and lets... Neither of us did it. It wasn't us. Yeah. Get off our back. He was murdered. 
We were there. We saw it. Let's talk about it somewhere else. Yeah, this is when Catelyn introduces Brienne, and everything's awkward as fuck as greetings are exchanged, and Cat, uh, Brienne is just terribly awkward. But yeah. Cat doesn't want to discuss Renly's death out in the open with all these different people around, so she asked who it was that was hung. And Edmure looks comfortable as he says that they came with Sir Cleos when he brought the Queen's answer to our peace offer. And Cat's just like, you... Fucking hung on, boys. You did come again? And Edmure breaks it down, which, like, his his presentation of the information was dumb. Like, he, like, he, like, paused for He looks uncomfortable and then paused for a minute to, like, allow her that moment of shock instead of just being like, but they played us false. Yeah, he did it to be a fucking tool bag. Like, why would you not say, so we had some envoys that came, but they attacked us. And tried to break the Kingslayer out. Yeah. Because he continues, false envoys. They surrendered their weapons, so I gave them freedom of the castle, and they enjoyed my meat and mead for four days. And on the fourth night, they were caught trying to free the Kingslayer, killing two guards. One of them was some sort of mummer and used my own voice to command the river gate open so the guards swear. And he says, uh, yeah, this was Tywin's work, no doubt. And Catelyn's like, this was the fucking Imp's work. This is Tyrion. And she's like, it's the same sort of cunning he displayed at the Eyrie. And she had once thought of Tyrion as the least dangerous of the Lannisters, and now she Mm -mm. was not so certain. Not anymore. But she's like, so how did they get caught? And Edmure's like, well, I was, I was out of the castle for just a minute. Okay, you were out. And yeah, she's like, dude, I get it. You're getting your dick wet. Fucking, what happened? And uh, she's like, uh, that his return, Edmure's return, is what actually sounded the alarm because they're like, oh, if he's coming in, then how the fuck? Who's been hollering orders at us? So Cat gets to the main important bit, and she's like, tell me fucking the Kingslayer didn't escape. Like, he was retaken, was, well, right? Well, he had cut down some motherfuckers um, with no problems, yep. and then got captured, eventually. Cut down three. Powell Pemford, De- uh, Sir Desmond Squire, and uh, Miles, and wounded Delp so badly that the Maester fears he'll die soon. And as soon as it happened, a bunch of other Lannisters joined in as well. I hung them beside the four who freed Jamie and threw the rest into the dungeons. Jamie as well. He is chained in the dark, hand and foot, and bolted to the wall. And Cat asks where Cleos Frey is. Where's Cleos? They're not sure if he's telling the truth when he says he has no idea that this was a thing. And so, for the time being, he is now locked in Jamie's old tower so, cell. I just want to point out the point that when Cat asks about Cleos Frey in Admir response, he says he swears he knows nothing, but he is half Lannister. Half Frey, an all liar, uh, and so and, and yeah, he's in Jamie's old tower cell. That line there is significant later in oh, his yeah. battle plans, and so I uh, I just wanted to make note of it now. But the, he says the uh, or the other lords begin to ask if they can expect Stannis's help because there's no way Tywin is going to let the claims of incest that Stannis has put out there right. fucking stand, and so he must be looking for allies. And Catelyn thinks that Stannis has made common cause with a power greater and darker. And all, like, just because of that fucking shadow, baby. Greater and darker. Like, she knows it. He has given his soul up to something. Whatever. Whatever Something terrifying. Mm -hmm. But she says they'll discuss all that later. And Cat and Admir ride on, uh, continuing on away from everyone else. And inside, 
it is just chock full of fucking small folk. Yeah, like, there's little naked children running around. There's all sorts of people in, like, little shanties that they've rigged up. That Admir has allowed them. Yeah, because he, because she, who, who the fuck are these people? And he's like, they're, they're my people. They're my people. They're the small folk. They were afraid. They, I let them in. They were scared. Like, what are you, what? Come on. And Cat thinks that only my sweet brother would crowd all these useless mouths into a castle that might soon be under siege. Fuck. Fucking savage. All these useless mouths. Dude. Like, like I understand in terms of we're at war, yeah. we need working hand, but, like. We can't afford to feed all the people in here, but, yeah, the savage. Useless hands, like. Granted, I mean, not, I won't even see granted, because, yeah, there's different things that could be done with them. Send them somewhere else, you know, get them on a, a little trailer train onto their way up to the twins or something and up other places that aren't about to be fucking run down by Tywin. But to just, why bring them in here? Yeah. Just fucking let them, just leave them out there it's until the Tywin High gets Lord's here. Game. Like, yeah, like, fuck. Cat doesn't care about these small folk and what happened. And these are Tully small folk. These are... River yeah. runs people. These are, if anyone should have a tie. It's just interesting that with what Varys says about being for the yeah. small folk, that she, of all people, she's, like, right now, she doesn't sound any better than Cersei. Yeah, no, she's just as savage like, or Tywin. Or Tywin, yeah. March over. Who gives a fuck about yeah. those people? Like, burn them all I as mean, long Rob as... is doing the same thing yeah, that raiding Tywin just what... did to the Riverlands. Yeah. He's burning it. He's, like, there. there isn't too much of a difference here. And so... Yeah, uh, thinking that, she thinks that Edmure had a soft heart, and she thought a softer head. And she asks if a raven can reach Rob, but it cannot as he's in the field, yeah, and it wouldn't know where the fuck to go. He's out getting his shit injured and married without But Rob word. did leave word that she push on to the twins. Immediately. And be given fresh horses to help start picking a wife for Rob. And she's like, yeah, no, I'll be staying. I'm chilling here. I'm not leaving my, dad's my here. dad dying and Rob can pick his own fucking wife. Yeah. And Edmure's like, but Tywin's coming. He's coming. He's coming here. Yeah. And she's like. As long as we stay behind these walls, we good. Fucking and. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not letting him pass through my lands again unbloodied. And Kat immediately says there's nothing to be gained and everything to lose from meeting Tywin in the field. And Edmure gets pissed and says this is not the place to discuss battle plans. And Kat's like, sweet. This is my battle plan. Where are we going? Yeah, let's go somewhere else then. And yeah, his face darkened, but he says, very well, the gods would if you insist. And so, so they start making their way straight into our small council. Yeah. She... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to be heading over into our small council to join them so that we can discuss and get you guys some socials, talk about some stuff that uh, we can't really fit into a Catlin episode right now. So what he said. Catch you on the next side. The other side, side B, after the small council. Flip the tape. What a welcome to the small council. He's ridiculous. With Nate and Zach. With just Nate being that and Zach trying to get you some information. So we got, we've been getting a lot of correspondence this 
coronavirus is really keeping people indoors, which is good. Indoors and in touch. And, and in touch. not without without actually touching because so social distancing. We are, of course, honored to be able to provide some of that entertainment for you during this crazy, crazy time we live in. So we wanted to shout some people out. And uh, we had mentioned it a bit earlier during this Catlin yeah. episode, but Stephanie wrote into us on YouTube and said that uh, about Arya 8, a wolf in Harrenhal, she said, while all the Starklings are referred to as wolves at one point, Arya and Bran are definitely the most wolfish. Love how she's owning it. Absolutely. Uh, Arya is always compared to Lyanna, who's said to have yeah. a bit of the wolf's blood in her, and Bran, of course, with the mind melding yeah, into a literal actually fucking, being wolf. A fucking wolf. And then she said, that being said, the line, he's more wolf than man, is actually pretty dark when you consider what later happens to his body. Again, went over my fucking yeah, head flew right and over then us. hit me in the gut like a fucking punch. So thank you for that. And finally, Arya's thoughts of Rob are so touchingly sad because she, Sansa, and Bran have such faith in him, and yet Rob must feel so scared sometimes. Again, fantastic episode as always. Uh, Rob straight up cries to Bran about just ruling Winterfell. So yeah, I'm sure he's got some nights alone where he is just hugging Grey Wind. Sobbing into sobbing that big cuddly Sobbing because he's leading fur. a fucking army to war I to bet... free his father who was just beheaded. And I just realized, I bet Grey Wind has a squishy face. And just he has a big old squishy face. And then, so at least Rob has Well, Grey thanks, Wind. Stephanie, for writing Thank in. you so we much. So that. I also wanted to mention uh, Amelia on... Um, YouTube as well has been writing in a lot, yeah. and so thank you for writing in. And then we are going to jump over to our Patreon, where, well, uh, first the Patreon is Patreon.com/slash Without Manners, yeah. And we've got a new subscriber over there, and we appreciate it so much. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Hope you enjoy that new content. Let yeah. us know what you think. Let Should us know if there's anything. Yeah, too. we're we're working on recording. Uh, Arian two. Yes, which then will be followed by Tyrion two from Winds of and Winter. Wrapping up, yeah, those Winds of Winter samples. And that'll be the last of those before we get into some other. Cool but content. thank you for joining our Patreon. You, as uh, I believe, you were added today. So hopefully you saw the yeah. welcome message to the private Facebook group, and. Uh, Thank you. Um, you if... can also join Sarah there with the private Facebook group along with the others. Stephanie, who's on the private Facebook group, and uh, I think Julian's in there. Yep. And, you know, we've got a few different people. Um, you can get access there by joining our Patreon, as I mentioned the URL before, patreon.com slash without manners. You can r- just go to our regular not private Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Yeah. And... The common way to reach us is our email, brotherhood. Wow, what the fuck is our email? I'm all out of it. Without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. Jeez. One day we'll get it down. We're only like 120 episodes uh, in. Uh, we are also on Twitter. Uh, I'm at carstark92. Nate's on Twitter at manners without. Yeah, I I talk a lot about Song of Ice and Fire, Zach Post's husky pictures adorable They're husky pretty great pictures. Husky pictures. he was so cuddly today yeah it was ridiculous anyway uh, i think that yeah rate and review us go to Podchaser and review us they're still donating 25 cents for every review over there and we can reply to get another additional quarter donated to meals on wheels uh i have the link in the show notes after so check that stuff you can find the links there and i think that should be about it you cool. know Send us in your your inductees for chapters. We love to see those. And we will let you get back to Catlin 5. Heading to the Godswood.
they continue on to the godswood. Into the godswood. And uh, Catelyn, and, and this I this quote just before they got there, Catelyn was sorry she had wounded his pride, but she can't afford to really care about it. That poor woman has to deal with so much bullshit pride from these fucking men. Yeah, that, all the women, that it's man. Well, all of them, but, like, yeah. the thick-headedness is what starts these fucking wars. The how big my dick is. Yeah, exactly. And, like, this is a I perfect love the, moment yeah, the of way the pride. He, he goes storming in there, and, like, she points out how his little shoulders are staunched, mm-hmm. and he's, like, fucking storming through, and it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, what, are you gonna slam the door, too, so big man? So she immediately, as they get along in the Godswood, says, you don't have the strength to fight Tywin. And Edmure like, haha, you forgot about Ruth Bolton, though. He has 10,000 men, and I've told Sir Mayo Helmand Tallheart to join him with the garrison Rob has left at the Twins. And Kat's like, Edmure, those men were left there to hold the Twins and make sure that Sir Walder holds faith, or Lord Walder holds faith, keeps faith with us. Dang it, man. And here we get just another big punch in the face with like she has the right of it and then he they go through he lists all the reasons uh, no we've already they have kept faith they were at whispering wood with us you had an escort there's fucking men here one of them is rob squire rob is gonna marry them yes stevron died stevron died uh fighting at Bruce bolton married one Bruce bolton married one rob is betrothed to one and you took two on at winterfell what more can they do cleos frey he is half Lannister, half, half Frey, and all, all liar. Back then, Edmure was basically saying that the Freys were just as good as the Lannisters. Yeah. But now, because it's his plan, because, because his, his dick is growing in his fucking pants, it's all okay. All of a sudden, it's a good, it's good all, cool it, thing. It, like, let's trust the fucking Freys. Yeah. You literally just gave Walder Frey... The fucking smokescreen he needs to start yeah, yeah. coercing with Roos and with Tywin. Like, fuck you, Edmure. Fuck you, Edmure. Edmure caused the Red Wedding. Fuck Renly Rage. Now it's Edmure Rage. Fuck, I'm on board with the Edmure right, Rage, good. man. Fuck you, Edmure. Fuck Edmure. Fuck Edmure. But Kat had not heard of Stevron's death or Roos's marriage. Yeah. Uh, neither had we, Kat, so you're good on that one. Yeah. Um, and he says that he's commanded... He's commanded Bolton to retake Harrenhal. And Kat's just like, that'll be a bloody affair. But Edmure's fucking cocksure uh, and just, nah, it'll work. We got this. Yeah, and then once once he has it, Tywin won't have any place to retreat. He'll be trapped he'll like be, Rhaegar was. He'll be stuck. He'll, he's fucking stuck. He's going to die on the trident like Rhaegar. Like, he's trying to recreate this yeah, fucking yeah, this epic trident battle victory. Scene. And, like, fuck. Fuck. You. you. Fuck Edmure. Fuck, Fuck Edmure. At least... Re- no, I don't... I was going to say at least Renly and then some supportive statement, but I can't think of anything good that Renly's actually yeah. done to give him so credit So Catelyn for. immediately is just like, Fuck, I wish Brendan were here. I wish the Blackfish Black, were here. Black, no shit, man. Like, he, he, like, he would... Be able to just tell Edmure. He'd slap the fuck out of you. He was a war veteran of thousands of actual battles. She's weary, and I don't fucking blame her. And then she starts to question herself, and she's like, well, maybe my misgivings are only a woman's fears. No, Kat. Mm-mm. Not this time. Not, th- not this time. And then she wishes Ned were here, or her father was less infirm, yeah, or yeah, someone yeah. who could fucking handle the situation. Yeah, because then he, she asks him, did you run this past our father? And he's like, nah. That he, dude, can't, he can't. He, like, what's, what's he going to tell me? He's out of his fucking gourd, brah. And so, yeah, she 
kisses, gives Edmir a kiss on the cheek, and she goes to find her father, and she finds him much as she left him, a bed, haggard, and in a room smelling of sickness. And as Cat pulls back the drapes, his eyes fluttered open, and he stared at her as if he could not comprehend who she was or what she wanted. And she kissed him, and he seemed to know her then. And he asks if she's forgiven him as he begins to cry and just kind of There's nothing blabber. to forgive you for, Father. And he says, it was best. John is a good man, strong. He'll take care of you. You'll wed when Cat does. And she's like, oh, he thinks I'm fucking Lysa. Son of a bitch. God damn it, Dad. <laughs> and then he mentions, uh, I'm sure you probably have the whole quote. No, I didn't quote it. Oh, about I the stripling, no, wretched stripling boy. I, mean, I, could, I could open it if you want. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's, uh, he, he mentioned uh, just, yeah. okay, so, I mean, we're full spoiler. Hosser Tully is, it seems to be like... I don't know, dementia. Yeah, he's got the Alzheimer's. He's He's He's... slipping kind of in and out of memories. And and... so he's, in his mistaking uh, Cat for Lysa, he's asking her for forgiveness for having made her drink the tansy, uh, tansy, which was to abort her because Peter Baelish got her pregnant. Yes. And because of that, that's why he's mentioning that wretched strip. Yeah, don't fucking talk to me about Don't say his name. I'm sorry. I know. And then he mentions John Aaron being a good man and like he's sorry he's old. But yeah. He's talking mad. I think shit the sorry is the abortion. Like, I'm sorry, I yes, forced absolutely. that on you. And... But the because do you is that why Lysa's fucking cracked? Is, Probably is the, the abortion forced. That, yeah, like, absolutely. That, that and then the twisting from Littlefinger and then, for yeah, entire the twisting life. of Littlefinger, the marrying but to an yeah, older man. Sure. That's why her thing with Robin that's, is like her... that's got to be one of the most traumatic things. Well, a person yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, so absolutely so, uh, That's her. why I think her relationship with Robin is as fucked as it is because uh, yeah. her first son was literally stolen from she her. Had, she exactly. had zero say in the matter. Yeah, definitely. A woman's body is a woman's body, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, and yeah, he mentions the stripling boy and kind of starts freaking out a little bit. Yeah, and suddenly, Maester Vimon's there, and he just yeah, because well, quickly... he does ask for his medicine. Finally, he's yeah. like, "I have a medicine." Yeah, but yeah, man, I it's fucked because technically speaking, he he clearly has a reason to fucking hate Littlefinger. It makes me wonder if Littlefinger ever did something that he caught him in, other than you know fucking his daughter yeah. and getting her pregnant. But he. If she had just gotten that name from him right there, because she's still on board. Well, that with, like... was that was where my thinking went, because Vimin's immediately there with the milk of the poppy, which he guzzles right down. Yeah. Do you think like Littlefinger? Possibly. Is That's like yeah. I didn't even think of that. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. Because that is the hinge on which Littlefinger's play is his and Lysa's relationship. If that gets out, yeah. If Tansy gets out and Littlefinger actually being sent away from Riverrun, not because of the duel with Brandon, because he got Lysa pregnant, that's why he was sent away when they were kids and fucking became Littlefinger and now is manipulating Lysa into killing John Aaron, blaming the Lannisters for it, and. At all yeah, his shit, like it hinges on sort of no one putting together yeah, their relationship. Possible, I that mean, he took her virginity, and I mean, Vimon might not even know what it is he's doing, right, but just right. keep him sedated, keep him 
Yeah, I mean, I like to think that that Vyman's not. I'm pretty sure he's been there for a long, long time. It's just I, the way I, it I was hope. said, like, suddenly Vyman was there. I, like, I agree, though. He just suddenly was like, oh, here we go. And yeah. I know Hoster asked for it, so, like, it could just be a good doctor. Yeah, yeah. But he seemed a little too eager mm-hmm. to be in Maesters. I'm keeping yeah, an yeah, eye for on. Sure. No, that was cool. But I didn't even think of that. Vyman says that it may be time to write the Blackfish and perhaps Lysa call everybody back because he's not going to be yeah. able to hold him here much, much longer. longer. She's 100% on board with getting a hold of Brendan Absolutely. Tully. Absolutely, but Lysa, uh, she's like... She's not coming. And he's like, well, maybe if you ask her. And she's like, I'll put some words on paper, but I doubt it. But then she wonders who Lysa's wretched stripling boy had been. Maybe just a fucking... A singer? A singer. A singer is the one I latched on to. Lon- Lysa was... Overly fond of singers yeah, yeah. all her life, which uh, Marmillion, mm-hmm. oh, all the fun stuff, which I like. And then with singers, my mind always goes to fucking Mance Raider, too. Yeah, like, yeah. just ah, no, and it's, um, it's interesting because even then, Cat and it, it so much history for Lysa in this. Oh, show, yeah, man. absolutely. It's cool. It's cool. So I think it's interesting because Cat says, you know, but who could really blame Lysa because John Aaron was 20 years mm-hmm. old. Like, it was very, very current. I mean, that has to be the scariest case of that situation. Like, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, you're being forced to marry. Cat got Ned. Ned's not ugly by any means. He's handsome. He's rugged. Like, and I'm not saying that that's okay, but that's well, a lot less scary than marrying a man who's 40, 20, 20, 20 years, years older. senior, yeah, yeah. looks a little more haggard, isn't comely and handsome and dashing like you would want. So the weird thing I thought about it was that she... She was like, oh, yeah, but who could blame Lysa when she's so scornful about Ned having run off on her? Mm. Not And, again, like, completely different situations as Lysa's being forced to marry this man 20 years older. Yeah. And Ned's getting the fucking hookup, getting to marry Kat. Yeah, but... Uh... And so just interesting that she's, she's okay with Lysa running off and thinking, you know, oh, well, she... Yeah, she would definitely sleep with another guy. I don't blame her. She's look who she was with. Whereas, you know... She still hates John. But for she everything. wasn't married then. She was young. Well, th- I don't know that she gets the difference because that's what I th- the way I thought I read it was it seemed like she thought that it happened while she was with John Aaron, mm. and Cat oversaw that it was a thing from the the we know it's from when she was younger, but it didn't seem like she understood that. And thought I thought that she it, I thought she did because she said that Lysa when she was younger was fond of overly fond of the singers. Maybe and, that like, maybe I'm looking into it, like, but I mean, and she was, was still a bit younger though. When there was, she was the mention of like you know you'll marry when Cat does like uh, in you know all that. I think it which was, was about 16 years ago, so it could be right places before. Places everything that so he's yeah, saying I suppose uh, yeah before she probably she wed. It, never mind yeah. So I suppose it's him. So saying, yeah, no, uh, I think it's I think it's just her, her fear of marrying John Aaron. She ran yeah, off yeah, with she a guy. Yeah, yeah, she can't judge the yeah, fact yeah, that she went you. a little cuckoo with John because it's it's somebody she didn't want. But her room where she was staying ended up being the one that she and Lysa had shared as maids. And she's looking forward to just fucking kicking it for a bit. Nope. But outside nope. her door, Utherides. 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 That's what I'm going with anyway. Uh, Wayne, I'll call him. Wayne. Wayne waited with two women in gray, faces covered but for their eyes. And Kat knew at once that these are silent sisters and knew Ned. at once why. Ned. They had laid him out on a trestle table, covered him with the banner of House Stark. And she tells him, I would look upon him. And... One of the, uh, they tell him only so bones like it's, remain. It's probably not a good and idea. And she's like, I would look upon him. And so yeah. they pull the banner down, 
And Kat just thinks, Bones, this is not Ned, not the man I loved, not the father of my children. His hands, though skeletal, were clasped over his chest, holding some long sword, she notes. And uh, notes that just his eyes are gone, like, this isn't... It's a skeleton. Yeah. It's a skeleton in armor. And it and... hits her. It's like the... F- I think the finality of like not e- not even getting to glance upon his dead yeah. face. Uh, yeah, given she, that one last mm-hmm. kiss that, you know, hold his cheeks in her hand. She's yeah, not getting I, to that, look upon that. That was that, that last time. Was, was, it was never for mm-hmm. her. The last time she saw him was when they said goodbye in King's Landing. Right. And yeah, she's not getting to, you know, hold his exactly. face in her hands and say goodbye. And... Uh, Ice, uh, she asks, she turns away from him and says, this is not his sword. Yeah, and Wayne is like, yeah, sorry, lady, but only the, only Cleos the didn't bring it. It's like, only the bones. And she's like, well, I suppose I should at least thank Cersei for that much. Else. Thank the imp for that. It was his doing. And she says, one day I will thank them all. I, I mean, granted, A, first, that fucking line. Jamie. Um, Jamie yeah. is heading right for her, dude. Yeah. And like... One day I'll thank them all. And, like, that is just for Ned. Yeah, Rob dude. hasn't even fucking died yet. And, yeah, oh, my goodness. I, okay. I just think it's interesting that, like, Tyrion actually did do her a favor trying to, you know, he, give the... Just part of, like, what they agreed upon. Yeah. Yeah, like, giving the bones back. And she was the one that called him out in the in the tavern. Mm-hmm. She was the one that forced him to go for the combat, the trial by combat and all that, like put him up for trial for something he didn't do. And yet she still has this, this vengeance towards both Tyrion. And granted, I get absolutely now, you know, Ned's been beheaded and such, but Tyrion wasn't there. Yeah. He was with her. He was trying to get away from her anyway. And so just all, how much she's, Holding against him and and all that. Oh yeah, for I mean, it's, it's crazy. Well, like now she's looking. She just looked at Ned's bones, not yeah. even his body, but his bones, and so that hatred comes pouring through yeah, the floodgate. I also, uh, yeah. So she she says, I must ask you, the Silent Sisters, one more favor to take Ned's bones north, so he can be laid to rest yeah, with yeah. his family in the crypt, and you'll be escorted by Hollis Mullen, as is his right of as captain of the guard. And she says, now leave me. I would be alone with Ned tonight. And the women bow, and they all leave. And she thinks that the Silent Sisters do not speak to the living. But some say that they can talk to the dead. And how she envied that. Oi. Oi. A heavy fucking ending on that Dude, chapter. Just a sp- mm. Especially with what's coming for her. Yeah, in her, in her whole story with... She is the dead speaking. And so it's... She literally has to hold her fucking cords in her throat so she can. Like, oh, man. And then my other question is, do you think... Ooh, I just burped. Excuse me. Do you think if... gross. Catelyn had... Ooh, I just burped again. Cut that shit out, yo. Do you think if Catelyn had realized that the wretched stripling boy was Littlefinger, that it would have clicked into place for her? I don't think so. You don't think I don't think I don't think that it would have led enough to been enough to because even if he did say it, a she's not going to really take too much stock in what he's saying right now, Mm -hmm. because even after Edmure just said it himself, he's not he's not all there. It's not doesn't make much sense that and he didn't talk about the tansy, anything like that. He just expressed a hatred towards him and it would almost make sense for Lysa to go 
after Littlefinger because he was around in there and available. But I don't think she would have gotten everything clicking. And then I also just during this chapter was thinking of how we get told, you know, especially with like Tyrion and talking about it, that the best kind of rumors have a sprinkling of the truth and how Littlefinger tells everybody that he took both the girls' maiden heads and how... The one he fawns over is Cat, so of course everyone focuses on that one, but no one's like, did he take license? Did he actually? But he did he indeed. Did. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, supposedly Lysa came to him drunk, but uh, anyway, you got an inductee for this oh. chapitaire? Fuck. Catelyn 5? Um, I... I don't know. You go first, because I don't have one yet. I didn't, I've been trying to think of one Mine's for... Mine's uh, going to the Blackfish. Oh, really? uh, uh, yeah, I, I, he's Cat's Rock right now. Like the one that she wants here, not the one that is. Unfortunately, uh, I thought it was badass when I heard he went with Rob. Like I feel like that was a huge boon to Oxcross and the yeah, victory yeah. there was. I feel like Blackfish had a huge hand in that, even if he's not getting as much mention as Greywind. Um, yeah, because everyone else just kind of cat was kind of bitchy. I I was it was either gonna be Blackfish or Brienne for me. So, Sweet. but Blackfish, I think. All right, I got mine. So then, uh, because you're going with Blackfish, I'm gonna give mine to Martin Rivers, the guy that is Took taking over command, for yeah. Blackfish. Fuck like, yeah. you got to be a pretty fucking hardcore dude to be able to fill the shoes of the Blackfish. And while I'm sure he's not quite that far along yet. You, he's making some strides if he's doing it. Is he trustworthy as a bastard of House Frey? I, that was the next thing I was going to mention is he's is a bastard of House Frey, but he he goes by Rivers, and I don't know. I mean, he seems pretty loyal. I don't know what he does in the future. I've never paid attention to him because he's not something I've paid attention to, Valid. so I'm excited to see. Cool. So Blackfish, Martin Rivers, uh, we did get an inductee from our favorite French fry, Julian. One day I will thank them all. He says, hello, my friends. I am torn between two inductees for this chapter. For each one, uh, or each one I've already picked in the past, I'm going to go with the Blackfish for having, again, such a strong presence, even if he's not in this chapter. His experience, his charisma make him an awesome character. Uh, there isn't a second inductee. The second one that. here is, is one, it says, and now just to piss off Zach, my second choice was why the fuck is Zach's email Because you fucking try to scroll when you're just reading a fucking thing that doesn't need to be moved. You always do that when you're reading. You try to fucking scroll. Repeat always. And just to piss off Zach, my second choice was Renly because he would have been the best. I didn't say it. Brienne did. Hashtag Renly Rage. Yeah, whatever. Have a good night. You inducted the Blackfish, though, and so did I, so that's good. Uh, that's Man, good. Man, skirting right over that. What? But we're going on to Edmure Rage anyway these days. Uh, no, so. I'm going on to the fact that you can't read a thing without wow, fucking Wow, you're really just going to try and... Dude, I watch you do it on your phone, and it drives me fucking nuts when you're reading, like, articles and shit. You have to fucking always be scrolling down. Wow, it, oh. it's an attack fest. I just read. Fuck. It's because I'm able to read faster than you, and so I have no, to keep it No, it's because you have to touch things constantly. <laughs> Listen to this guy getting so aggressive. Fuck. I think that's going to close out the episode, though. I think though. so. So fuck this Send guy. Send us your uh, inductees for Danny 3. Oh, yeah. That's the next one we're reading after. That's going to be Davos 2, I think. Davos yes, 2. that'll be great. And, yeah, so that's exciting news. Uh, yeah. Get us your inductees for those, and we'll catch you on the next one. Valar, fuck Zach DeHarris. Peace.